Welcome to Becoming Your Best with Jenny Lytle RN, where we focus on all things stress relief and self-care. It's time to ditch the one-size-fits-all approaches and stop comparing ourselves to others. We all have unique gifts, talents, wants, and desires. This podcast is a joyful reminder to never stop becoming the best version of you. was a typical wife and mom until one day tragedy struck and changed her life forever. Since then, she has learned to navigate life as a widow and to come alongside other women to help them do the same. Tune in, even if you feel like it doesn't apply to you, I'm sure you're going to get some great tips and have a little empathy for what it's like to be a widow. It's not like you think. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Best with Jenny Lytle RN. And today I have got a special guest with me. And I am going to let Sana introduce herself because it's a rather it's a rather unique story and name. <laughs> okay, well, hello everyone. My name is Sana Lee Lores Guillaume. So I was just telling Jenny that it incorporates multiple nations. Sana is Korean, Lee can be any nation. Flores is Spanish and Guillaume is French. Sana and I met several years ago when our kids were in middle school and we were serving on PTO together and that then our paths have crossed back and forth and... Yeah, so it's we've had the opportunity to get to know each other better, I think, in the past year or so, just as our paths have crossed from a serving perspective. And so Sana is the the originator, the yeah, uh, sure founder, <laughs> the founder, <laughs> yes, of of a of an organization called Widow's Purse. And as the name would imply, Sana is a widow. And so Sana, would you want to just give a little background about how all of this came about for you? And I know that's a big story, but <laughs> <laughs> sure. In 2017, one day I was supposed to go to my son's soccer banquet. My, my whole family, my husband, my son, myself, we were supposed to have this wonderful night where we're celebrating all the soccer boys. And instead I get a phone call saying, Mrs. Flores, you need to go to the downtown hospital. At that point, I automatically started freaking out. And the thing that I would say that I really regret hearing from that conversation was the person on the other end saying, everything will be okay. When I arrived at the hospital, I, I was thankful to have good friends that made uh, arrangements for my son to go to the banquet, as well as one to take me to the hospital. I was ushered into a room where I was told to sit down and then three individuals approached me and said, Mrs. Flores, I am so sorry. At that point, I lost it. Jenny, I lost it. I could not bear to hear the rest of that statement. I know that I abruptly got up and started pacing the room. I couldn't bear what I was about to hear them say. So... I have that in my memory bank, right? I also have the whole journey where for two years, I had full onset anxiety because at that point I was a stay-at-home mom. I didn't know how to make a living for myself. I didn't even know how to pay my bills, but 
after his passing, I came to the realization that I'm it. I am now the head of the household. I didn't have a full-time job, but somehow I was supposed to be the person that was financially responsible for my kids. Wow. At that point, I had two probates, my husband's and the one that did not get finished, which was for his mom. So here's this stale mom, not knowing how to pay bills <laughs> to automatically getting thrusted into handling two probates. Right. In the midst of grieving. grieving. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I had onset anxiety full on and I did experience widowhood effect. There were times when I... Without my children, I would have happily joined my husband. That is the widowhood effect. But thankfully, God had other plans. And so last year, which would have been five years after I became a widow, my pastor passed away. But at that time, I was having some delicious pizza, Shout out to Boardwalk Cafe in Peru. <laughs> and I was enjoying it. They had Christian music playing. And I said to the owner, hey, have you ever had worship night here? She said, no, but I'm really interested. Let me talk to my mom. Next time I come in, she's like, hey, hey, we want to do this, but only if it benefits someone. Out of my mouth came, I know exactly who the widow of my pastor. Ah. Since then, little by little, I heard little like names one by one coming to me. And even, and then I had these names that I was like, okay, God, what do I do? You said, go have dinner with them and see if this works for you. So I called all of them. We had dinner. We talked about the possibility of meeting on a regular basis. And that's where it's from. And now in, uh, we are on our way to becoming 501c3. And getting ready to celebrate a year. Yes. 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 <laughs> and you've had some other exciting news. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Flores. <laughs> Yo. Yes, I just got married last Friday. And so people are all, I don't know how you are about the hyphen part of it. Some people are like, why don't you just drop it? To say it, I'm just going to drop it mm -hmm. is to deny my past. Mm -hmm. It's to deny my link to my only son. That's the only one that's going to be carrying that name. I do not want to do that. So I decided, Laura's Gill. And I think that's a... I think so many things, it's a, that's a personal decision. Don't yeah. you have to do what you feel is right for you? And congratulations. Thank you. I, I'm sure that's a, it's a transition and probably a little bittersweet, but yeah, con congratulations. I, yeah, bittersweet. You're right. Because before the wedding, I was all shaky because as you said, it is a transition. The first transition I had to make when I became a widow, I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. This one, I do have a choice, but there is still a transition that had to be made, right? Mm -hmm. But I am so thankful 
that I can say, I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm very happy. And, uh, and I just want this happiness for other widows too. And how, how long were you married in your first marriage? 20 plus years. Okay. I knew it had been yes. quite some time and yes. you raised a family together and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, definitely a, a new season of life and a, a new season of ministry. And I just, I love what you're doing and taking things that have been obviously painful things that mm-hmm. you didn't, you didn't expect that you didn't want that, that you would have loved to have been able to change. And, but, but you're taking that and you're making something so beautiful out of it and something that's going to be so helpful to other women going through this. I tell me a little bit more about your, your mission statement for widow's purse. Yeah. So widow's purse helps validate the experience of grief connect a community and live with purpose. Okay. So the first part, so let's dissect that for mm-hmm. a minute. to validate the experience of grief. If you've never experienced the loss of a spouse, there is no way you'll know that. And the uniqueness of being a widow is God created man and woman to be one. It is his design to come together. And once that togetherness happens, it affects the whole life. It affects the identity. It affects everything. And although there's other grief groups, Widow's Purse is unique in that it's specifically for widows. Yeah. The connect to community. So that is two ways. One, we create a community within ourselves. It's a community of people who understand each other, the shared experiences. If I say to someone, hey, I had this dream where they're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that's normal. Whereas other people may not understand it's normal for that period of time. But then also the part of our ministry is, Jenny, I'm I'm not a master of anything. I can dibble dabble and all that, but the power of our ministry is I have resources. Mm. I can reach out to the community and I have a professional friend who's like the financial advisor, or I have a friend like you, that's a (laughs) professional nurse and came to minister to us. We have grief, grief educators. The power in our ministry is identifying the different areas that a widow has and reaching out to the community and say, hey, come on, we need to hear from you. And in the midst, I believe that the people that come to minister to us also learn some things. So it's education both ways. And I know that's something that I definitely experienced. Like you said, you know, I've had the privilege to come and minister to your group a a couple of times. And it, I wasn't really sure because of course I'm, I myself, I am not a widow. And I thought, I just don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring anything of value. And, but yes, you are a very unique subset of women at the core. You are women, women who have, who have had marriages that have, maybe they've been wonderful, maybe not so much. There's all of those, all of those nuances that, that happen, I'm sure in widowhood as well, just because 
you're a widow doesn't mean that you have this picture perfect marriage. And I'm sure that like with any grieving process that can complicate things even more too. And I just, I love that you're doing, that you're doing this and that you guys are able to find support and encouragement with each other. Because one of the things that like I, I knew on an intellectual level, but it was just very obvious to me is when I met with your group is that it's not, it's not what I just like when I think widow, I'm thinking somebody much older and that's not really the case, at least in your group. It's there. I understand there are some, there's a variety of ages, but you guys are middle-aged I still struggle with being middle-aged. <laughs> You're my age, which is middle-aged, but you know, but it's just, yeah, it's not, I think we have preconceived notions yes. about things. For yes. Sure. And I'm so glad that you said that because let me tell you, I myself had a bias. So at the time that my husband passed, I was living in Illinois. And so I tried going to grief, grief share. I went in there and I got so mad, Jenny. I got so mad. I saw all these women that were beyond my years and thought to myself, at least they got to share the rest of their lives with, they Mm -hmm. got to grow old together. I was robbed. That's Mm -hmm. how I walked away. And I felt so alone. I felt so it's unfair kind of, but God led me back to Kokomo where he started showing me friends that were around my age. And that is where I started finding comfort because I could share the same struggles that they were having. And that made the whole difference for me. The thing about grief, every case is so different. Absolutely. And you're right at the core of it, we are all women. And so we do find common things But the wonderful thing about our group is it's open to anybody and all of our backgrounds, all of our story matter. And we listen to each other, no matter what age, like you said, we do have a couple of ladies higher in their age, and we've got some that are forties. So there's a wide variety of ages as well as background in general, but isn't it something that The most horrible thing is what binds us together. But that's also what helps, I assume, when you are just feeling so, so alone, so overwhelmed, just being with people that, yes, maybe their story is not identical to yours, but you have that same commonality that, that you get it in a way that, that other people just can't. And yeah, I love that you guys have each other for that. And I'm sure that there are so many more women who have that same need. And when that's something that we'll talk about a bit too, is, you know, how people can get involved in, and things you, like we talked about the way that widows are perceived. And I didn't even realize that I had a, yeah, uh, it's like when you watch a, when you like read a book and you don't realize that you have a picture of somebody in your head until they make a movie and you're like, Oh, that's not him. (laughs) I feel like it's, it's that way. And you pull from biblical models. Yes. And that's something that that's been very important to you. I I know. And so do you want to go into that a little bit more from a biblical view on things? Yeah. So the name itself, Widow's Purse. So it comes from the widow with two mites. So Jesus 
says that she's given more than anybody else has. We have no choice. Everything is taken away from us. Even our own identity in many ways is taken away from us. So it's like everything we have is poured out. But also the wonderful thing about having a purse is that not only can you pull things out of it, but you can also put things in it, things that others can deposit into you. And so in a support group, such as our sisterhood, widowhood, we do that for each other. I love that. I don't think I'd heard you explain <laughs> it that way before. I was like, oh, I get that. I get that. So yes, that's a beautiful visual. So thank you for that. And you, so how do you, how do you come together? So you meet and you have a support group sharing kind of thing. Just t tell us a little more about what you do together. So Widow Wednesday is a once a month event for now. We come into the Gilead house and we invite a professional for the first hour where the professional will educate on a relevant topic for us. When you first become a widow, anxiety is high. There's a lot of fear involved, a lot of different emotions involved. So another professional we had was Pastor Jamie Lyons with his ministry of depression. So we touch on the nerve of what widows struggle with and like an education hour happens. And then after we ask questions, whether to the professionals or we express our thoughts, our struggles, our questions. So we're there for each other, normalizing our struggle. Because one of the things that I really want people to understand is the word widow, as you said, everybody has a picture of what a widow is, but let me change that for you. Because even in scripture, when you think about widows in scripture, they're not just old, right? There's the book of Ruth. There's Tamar. Okay. There's Anna. Yes. She's in, she's a little of age, but she had privileges in serving in the church. Right. And so I think about all these widows that are mentioned in scripture and how God had favor on their lives and how these women are not just sitting around, laying around, wasting away. No, oh, many times the characteristics of these widows are heralded, right? They're looked upon as, wow, this woman had the tenacity to do this. This woman accomplished this. So I want to change the image of widow. Even today, we're in this building because of Miss Reba Harris. She is a widow. And there's other widows in the community, like, Sandra Grant, she's out there doing her thing. And then I'm humbly able to say, God's called me to do this. So let's change that a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Because when people think of widow, they're afraid to talk to us. They're afraid to hurt us as if we could be hurt anymore. Take the time to listen. If you don't have to say anything, you really don't. Just the presence of our of you being there with the hurting widow just to hold her because I will tell you physical touch is a huge thing once you lose your husband mm. immediately physical touch is a huge thing wow yeah I'm sure right. just to be in the same room and you can't ask 
what can I do for you? Don't say things like, oh, he's in a better place or, Ugh. oh, I'm sorry for your loss or other things that you don't really need to say. Your presence means more. Those are, those are beautiful tips. And I am amazed working in hospice for many years. I've heard lots of kind of horror stories of mm. things that people say. And it's mm. like, Ugh. and most of the time people are well-meaning and it's, but that doesn't change the fact that sometimes things can be very damaging, not just, okay, I can't believe you said that, but something that really is hurtful, even when that's not the intention. Right. Think, even sure. if you're even mm-hmm. if she's mm-hmm. sure you've heard something. And, and it's even those things that maybe you think yourself, it's like with your, with your kids or with your spouse or with your parents, there's things that you can say about them right. that other people can't say. So it's even if I completely agree with what you're right. saying, don't say that. So tell me about, you've got a couple of big events coming up. Yes. So share a little about those. Okay. For anybody in the local area, please help us out. Hacienda Mexican restaurant on June 22nd. That's a Thursday. That is a give back to Widow's Purse Night. Please mention us if you happen to dine at Hacienda that night. And then on June 24th of Saturday, we are having a first year anniversary worship celebration. So we will be having several churches around here come together, worshiping together, and we're that's a happy birthday to us, but also a fundraiser. We will be having a silent auction, including some packages for girls' night out, family night, date night. Um, we've got some jackrabbit tickets, including the first pitch auction. So yeah, come on out, celebrate with us, learn about Widow's Purse, yeah. Awesome. And where's that going to be? That's going to be at Foster Park. Foster Park. Okay. And I was so excited to to hear about that. And s- sadly, I will not be able to attend because I've already, I'm already committed that, that day, but that is a very, a very exciting event. And it's also, we're also honoring International That's Widow's right. Day. Yeah. June 23rd is International Widow's Day. And so that kind, and so then that worked perfect for our birthday. Yep. You've got a jam-packed three days there, but but I can go to Hacienda and eat. (laughs) As I'm getting ready for my event, I'm sure that I'll be not really wanting to cook. So so I will do that. So how can people get involved? So I guess, first of all, let's start off with the, so widows. Yeah. If widows are thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like something that maybe I need, or, oh, I don't know if if I'm going to fit in. How can widows potentially get involved? (laughs) And you know, I will just clap and loudly for any widow that steps out and tries us because for them to step out, that's huge. Sometimes to just acknowledge the grief, that's huge. So for anybody that wants to just figure us out, just try it out. I welcome you. We welcome with open arms. There's no pressure on returning. If you come one day and go, oh my gosh, you don't have to come back. (laughs) But we're hoping that you fall in love with what we can present here for you. So my Facebook page is just simply 
widow's apostrophe purse, widow's purse. There's some information that I post on Facebook, but then also if you email me at widow's purse, the number one at gmail.com, and you let me know you're interested or you have any questions, I will be happy to return your inquiry and we can connect. Sounds great. And I will, I'll be sure to have those links in the show notes too. So that if you're driving or something, don't be safe and <laughs> it'll be in there. Go ahead. So friends of widows. Some, okay. So we have a couple widows here that came together. One of our widows lost her husband earlier this year and the other married widow is the one that brought her so even the one that's married she had said I'm so glad I'm here because she perhaps didn't go through all the lessons that she could and so she's hearing them for the first time and now she's also hearing wait a minute I want to give back because I'm past that stage. So friends of widows, if you are a widow and you've got a friend that's a recent widow, you guys come together. And if you're a friend and you're not a widow, drop your widow friend off, pick her back up. <laughs> yeah. And I love that, that it's, it's not only are you able to experience some of that healing and support and care yourself, but then you're also able to kind of pass on your lessons and your wisdom and mentor some other women who have joined this stage of life, this, this gotten this title that they never really wanted to have, right. but yeah, that's a beautiful thing to be able to help each other through that. And so that, that brings up a kind of, and maybe this is a very obvious question, but once you're a widow, you're always a widow. Is that correct? Well, or is that? it depends on who you ask. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so if you ask the government area, they uh -huh. might have a different definition, okay. but if you ask a widow, uh -huh. it's, We'll say, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, we're a widow. Okay. To me, that just, to me, that makes sense because that, that is part of your, that's part of your identity now. And even if you're married, even if you've been married for at some point more years than you were married to begin with, it just, I just, I think that's something that of course would be part of just the fabric of who you are. Yes. And, and you're perfectly right because one of my friends, she's been a widow for 25 years. She still says, I'm a widow, but I'm just a long time widow. And I'm going to liken it to a tattoo. Once you get the tattoo, it's permanently on you unless you work and get it off of you. The only difference is we can't get it off of us. What we can maybe do is cover it up with the next chapters of our lives, but it's still deep underneath that covering. Okay. I, thank you just for bringing it so many things. It's not a super clear cut answer, but I think right. that's something that makes sense to me as well. And so people who are maybe wanting to, maybe wanting to partner with you in some way, and maybe it's somebody that like myself, who I'm, I'm not a widow, but think, okay, maybe there are things that I can offer support that I can offer in other ways. What's the, are there particular things that you're looking for or how's the best way for somebody to reach you that way? Number one, if anybody works in social security, <laughs> I need somebody to talk to me. Okay. 
because like I said, there's different areas that we could use education and advice and counsel. I would love to bring somebody in that's very knowledgeable about social security and social security would be beneficial for all of us, especially for a grieving widow, because we don't know what's going on. And unless somebody can advise us, can tell us things that we don't know what we don't know. And that affects so much of our financial situation now, but also for later as well. So for other professionals, hey, if you want to come fund our efforts, we're always welcome. We could always use your help that way. But also we've got different events going on. Help promote Widow's Purse. Let widows know that we exist and we're here for them. Wonderful. Okay. I I thank you. Is there anything that, is there anything else that you want to add? Anything that you think, I wish you would have asked me fill in the blank, not to put you on the spot, but there is just, there's so much good. There's so much good info here. There's so much good that you're doing. And I think that getting, helping to get the word out there, that's the thing that that doesn't take any special skill. That doesn't take any, doesn't take any money. Doesn't take much time at all, just to be able to, to share and pass the info along. That's, that's wonderful. Three things that I want to accomplish through widow's purse, uh-huh. of course, minister to the widow, but also destigmatize the widow. So that means helping others understand again, that widows are not just the helpless people. There are seasons of the journey where we do need grace, but there's also going to be healing that happens. So don't discredit the widow, just walk with the widow until she can come to that place because we have plenty of widows out there serving our community. And the third, and I wasn't kidding about the donations because one of the dreams is I would love to create a fund where we can help widows in need. And the holiday seasons, especially during Christmas or when the widow might've gotten something on her anniversary Mm. or her birthday or different seasons throughout the year where she really misses her late husband. We want to say, Hey, you're not alone. We want to send you something just to remind you we're here for you. And that all takes money. Absolutely. That's beautiful. (laughs) Sana, thank you so much. Thank you. I I really appreciate you taking time to taking time to do this and give me a little more insight and all of us a little more info and some things to think about. So, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Jenny. Stay tuned next week for Sana's favorite self care practices and to hear Amy's story. Stressed out but not sure how to change it? Decrease your stress in a week or less, even if you don't have much time or energy. Grab my brand new free seven days to less stress guide at jennylidle.com slash guide and uncover the secret to less stress without a lot of effort. You'll get the simple three-step framework for quick and easy transformation. You'll also discover how to have the biggest impact the fastest, develop a customized plan to use even on your toughest days, and pull it all together in a simple weekly plan. That's at jennylidle.com slash guide. Until next time, take a deep breath or two and never stop becoming the best version of you. Disclaimer. 
Although I am a registered nurse, the medical and health information contained in this podcast is provided for general information and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, I encourage you to consult with appropriate professionals. I do not provide any specific medical or health advice and the use of or reliance on any information contained in this podcast is solely at your own risk.